Welcome to Swanglinese, the only podcast talking the language of business here in the Middle East. Your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Andermo, give you their own insights, as well as interviewing business leaders in the region to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. Barry, Oscar, let's talk Swanglinese. Welcome to another episode of Swanglinese Podcast, and good to see you, Barry. Normally we normally we do these live uh, sitting next to each other, but now yeah. looks, where are you? Are you in the, in the, in the internet in cyberspace somewhere? Yeah, I'm floating around the internet as, as my preferred uh, place to do these podcasts from now. But yeah, good to see you, albeit virtually. Um, just um, in in uh, we, we've kind of been allowed back into the office a little bit and uh, just set up the studio to be able to record content. So this is my background for the, uh, the Beat the Cyberbully initiative that I. Uh, that I work on and with, and uh, that's kind of where I've been spending a lot of time. Really, yeah. this uh, lockdown quarantine has changed. Oh, well, it's changed everything. <laughs> forever, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we we used to record episodes sitting in the desert. That was quite nice. Uh, that was very nice, and uh, yeah, I long for those days again to be able yeah. to just get in the car and put the seats in. We, we recorded in the desert, we recorded in the park, yeah. anywhere outside would just be nice. And uh, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, not not to be for well who knows the foreseeable future i guess and so uh, like many this is yeah. this is where we're spending time right on on zoom <laughs> yeah i know exactly no it's uh, i mean for entrepreneurs and business owners it's uh, interesting challenging times uh, personally you know i'm involved in a lot of different things and my kind of top five things is uh, events team buildings speaking and trainings coaching and then content and out of those five legs mm-hmm. three are <laughs> zero down to zero because there's no events yeah. going on, there's no uh, team buildings going on, and there's no... Uh, I do coaching, but there's no speaking and training. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what are no, your thoughts on this? It's changing. Well, exactly the same. You know, we we, um, we lost probably about 75% of our digital business um, when, when this happened, because even though this is obviously prime time to start focusing on the digital, a lot of our clients are reliant on their clients to pay them and uh, from all different walks of life. So if their clients aren't paying them, they can't pay us. So yeah, we took a big hit, just like lots and lots of businesses around the world. Um, and so had to make a decision on what to focus on, which is why then um, really sort of jumped into the the cyber bully stuff from a content creation perspective mm. uh, to build the, uh, the the library of content that we're putting into our app. Um, and then also just to put some content out through social media um, and, and just focus really, because otherwise, you know, read lots of things online about people relaxing and, and taking it easy and it's almost like a forced holiday from work uh, and then of course there is also those scenarios where people are losing their jobs it's not really a, a forced holiday it's not fun at all there's people out there that are wondering how I'm gonna pay for for dinner for, for the uh, for the family over the next couple of weeks and whatnot yeah. so it's a it's just kind of scary situation that that's going on but from from my perspective and and for recommendation I guess for a lot of small businesses wherever possible is to focus um, on content it is a an opportunity to, um, to to do that because we're not having to go to multiple meetings we're not driving around the city and uh, you know wasting time in the car getting to and from meetings we're doing a lot more virtual meetings like this and I think that's also a very positive thing to come out of this is that, mm. is that businesses that weren't looking at 
how digital could could help them have had no choice but to look at it now and they're seeing oh well we could do a virtual meeting you could get i think on zoom supports up to 30 people in in one meeting um so do, do we need to fly in everybody from all around the world do i need to fly all over the place or can we just do it like this because it it saves time and uh and I can see you, you can see me. It's not like it's a, a voice call. So I can still see whether you're rolling your eyes or not laughing at jokes and whatnot. Yeah. So uh, it's been interesting hands, to uh... see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, for uh, me, uh, most of my network are either small business owners or in uh, hotels and tourism, uh, hospitality, the hospitality mm. industry. And yeah, it's, it's very t- tough times for the, that industry. Um, I don't know. Is it my mic? What is? No, that's fine. Okay, I hear some weird sounds. Um, it could be okay. on my end because uh, there's there's ambient noise going on around me mm. here, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. So in the in in the hospitality industry, a lot of people are on unpaid leave, or uh, mm. they forced to take holidays, or they have pay cuts. So yeah, it is some challenging times. But one of the models, I mean, I work with a lot of models when I work with coaching. And one of my favorite models is this, uh, you know, divide everything into three categories. What's inside of my control? What can I influence? And what's outside of my control? And that model is very applicable now. And I just uh, cut down. I I don't focus on uh, the team building and the events. I just focus 100% on content, like you're saying, delivering content and uh, interviewing interesting people and I watch a lot of content as well. And I think a lot of people are spending their days watching content because. Yeah, well, exactly. And this is, I think that a lot of people are being put into a position where they have no choice, but to um, spend more time at home, spend more time online. Um, and so people are looking for content. And that's why I think, like, like you said, there's no point. Um, and everyone does it complaining about this and it's not fair and why is this going on? But you, you can't control that. We, we can't do anything about it. And all that does is it, it feeds into the negative um, spiral, if you like. If you keep talking about how bad it is, then it is bad. And it is. You know, I'm not taking away from that, but trying to not focus on that and focus on the things that you can control. That's where any small business or even people that were employed and are now being furloughed or being put on 25% or 50% or 75% pay means you've got extra time to do something. So if you were ever thinking about doing your own side hustle or going into business on your own, um, as weird as it sounds, this is prime time to do it because you've got the extra time to be able to focus on content, creating content about whatever it is that you've got an interest in or whichever business you'd like to set up, or if you already set up a business, how you can really focus in on the content that your audience might want because um, they're spending more time on social, they're spending more time online. If you put the content out there, you've got a higher probability right now that they're going to see it. And um, if they do see it and it's good and it resonates with them, you're, you're sowing those seeds and building that platform. Um, something that we, we wanted to focus on on this this particular episode is that you've got an opportunity to really position yourself at the top of your uh, tree. Whatever industry you're in, whatever area of expertise, you can really solidify yourself as the go-to expert in that area by getting a lot of what's in here, all of your knowledge and experience out into, you know, of course, I'm going to say podcasts because we're doing a podcast, but podcasts, videos, blog posts, anything, anything content wise, because you've got people that love, you know, hearing about um, things, uh, 
audibly or you've got people that are looking for things uh, to, 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 to watch or there's still people that want to read it. So mixing that kind of different content into all of this is, is what you, you, you could be spending this time doing. Uh, and it doesn't require huge amounts of investment. As, as you and I know, we, we started this podcast few years ago now and it was just it's and, and still is to a certain extent laptops uh audio audacity software now zoom a couple of microphones uh and that's it and, yeah. and away you go and, and as, as long as you're talking something uh, of interest to a specific audience and that's the key to this is making sure you know what your audience wants yeah. um and, and i think that people take a long time to get to that conclusion but if you've been in any business for a year five years 10 years 35 years You've got experience. You've got knowledge that people probably uh, would value. And if you take the time to put it out there, you might be quite surprised how many people go, hmm, this guy really knows this stuff. I've got some questions for him. And then, of course, that starts the conversation on your LinkedIn page or on your Facebook or your Instagram or your Snap, wherever you're doing it. And that then also starts to help solidify in the technology's mind that, oh, people are asking him questions and they're engaging on this. This is something that we should show to more people. So you get that spread and you could potentially build and your, your business or launch your business or expand your business during these times um, by taking advantage of of, of the uh, the extra free time if you like available to you and uh, yeah. get your knowledge out there onto the the magnificent interweb um, and and see what people say and again don't be too scared about people saying oh that's rubbish and that's just that okay if people are not interested people are not yeah. interested but of course you're also going to get people saying you know what that was really interesting yeah, i yeah. never knew that about the aviation industry i didn't know that about engineering i didn't know that this yeah. was the case from this actually i'm looking at doing this or we are a retailer in this space or we are a provider of this and once everything settles down we're looking for partners distributors all of this kind of stuff that that can occur but um, if you don't put it out there you never know yeah and another thing also is uh if you don't know how to do it, it's a good time to learn how to do it. Just uh, yeah. cut down on the Netflix. I mean, we watch a lot of Netflix, like I think a lot of people are doing, but you can cut down one hour every day and, and use that for learning. And uh, there, I mean, for me, there's three ways of learning. You can just start by watching YouTube. There's a lot of things on YouTube. Uh, the next, yes. next level is pay for a digital course. And I paid for a lot of mm -hmm. courses in the past. And uh, I, I, I do both. I learn from YouTube, but I also pay for courses because I think when you pay, you, there's two things when you pay. You get more quality and also you tend to implement more because you've done an investment. And the first yeah. part, third part is working with someone one-to-one, -one, like working with Barry or working with me or someone else that, you know, is uh, so pay someone, pay a coach or pay a consultant to help you get going. But it's a good time to put out content and it's a good time to learn how to do it as well. Um, yeah, which yeah, I'm, no, technology. Sure. There's so much opportunities for learning. You know, definitely. And I, I'm doing the same thing. I'm. Uh, we were talking just before we started recording, but I'm. I'm spending time on Zoom with the videographer friend of mine, who's helping me to improve how I do my video yeah. content in terms of things like lighting and and setting up a room and and things like green screen and backgrounds and microphones and, and cameras and, and all of this kind of stuff. And it's. I'm learning. I'm, I'm also learning how to use Adobe Premiere Pro, which is blowing my mind at the moment because it seems so complex and I can't remember how to do certain things. But I probably would not have even considered doing that if I hadn't got this time on my hands where I'm not going to as many meetings where... Um, you know, a lot of my clients are not my clients anymore. Yeah. Um, and hopefully they're going to be. And a lot of them have said, look, as, as soon as we can get our clients back, we're coming back. But 
who knows when that's going to be. So yeah. in the meantime, I can't control that. Uh, so yes, again, taking the opportunity to, to learn and um, expand my own skill set with a view to then putting out more content to try and position myself as um, someone that knows a little bit about cyber safety and uh, an online reputation, because that's where uh, I see the future being once this settles down. And even now, you know, it's, mm. it's around providing and serving that community, which at this point in time is, is parents. And, and again, I get a lot of questions at the moment from parents because we've got a lot of children at home, uh, homeschooling, and that homeschooling has been done on a screen. And so there's a lot of um, worried parents saying, well, now I have no choice but to give them the iPad mm. and their laptop and they've got to sit there. And I know that there are some schools that are giving up to eight hours worth of work a day for their, for their children to, to work on. So that's a lot of screen time and, and people are worried about how much screen time they're, they're, they're spending and, and also that, you know, are they getting through their work quite quickly, but then going off and exploring the internet. But then when mum and dad says, what you do? So oh, I'm doing my maths course, you know, flicking back to the, the maths course screen. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of talk around that as well. So that's why I'm focusing uh, on content creation. This, this mm. COVID-19 lockdown quarantine is, uh, has been a, um, an opportunity to do that where I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had it otherwise. And I would have been juggling trying to get time to create the content to service my clients to, to do all the other stuff as well. So uh, again, trying to look at it from a, a positive perspective, because there are lots of negatives as well. Yeah. And it is challenging for, for everybody and just like everyone, um, we're all going through it, but fo mm. focus on what you can control. And, and I would suggest as you have as well, that content creation, especially for small businesses or, or those potential, um, entrepreneurs, those wannabe entrepreneurs that have been thinking about doing it, and we've said it before, you know, whenever you're thinking about doing it, the best time to do it is now, because yeah. otherwise you'll get two years down the line saying, oh, you know, I had that idea, I should have done that. And you're like, oh, if I didn't, <laughs> and somebody did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Another note as well on, on the learning part is that uh, don't get stuck in the learning. You need to start doing it as well. Uh, I went to a mm. course a couple of years ago with Brenda Bichard, which is a big guy and they, it was a, a course on uh, you know building your brand as an expert and a, a speaker course and at the end of the course he said for the next 52 weeks every week i want you to upload one video on youtube and after if, if you do it for 52 weeks send me a, a note and then uh, let me know and then i'll give you a, a price so i start doing that and I did it for maybe 40 weeks. I didn't last on the whole 52 weeks because we were... You got on... to 40 weeks and you didn't yeah. do the last yeah. 12 weeks. I was on a trip in India with a group of people and one week I just... So I missed out on that week. But what happened was that the first video that I did was really bad. I was so nervous. I didn't know where to look and I didn't know anything. When I was on video 20 or something, I was super comfortable talking in front of the camera. I didn't mm. give a sh Yeah, I was very comfortable talking in front of the camera. <laughs> Also, yeah. those videos are on my YouTube channel now. I can, tra you know, the good thing with digital stuff is you can track. So I see mm -hmm. which videos are most popular. I see, you know, people like them or comment them. And then some videos have no comments or no likes. Okay, good. Then mm -hmm. I know that topic is not of interest. So once you put up content, you learn from your audience and then you can just, just make more similar videos like that. So I have one yeah. video which has like 14 views and okay, that's not interesting. I have another one which have like 5,000 views with lots of likes. And it's uh, my, my, my idea of how to learn with the help of technology. It's one of the most popular right. videos. So with the algorithm, I can learn, okay, this is what my, my group of people are interested in. So I can you know, mm -hmm. use that. Uh, so my point is, don't get stuck in the learning. 
start putting videos out there in the beginning you might not be that good but screw yeah. that just continue doing it and then you get better and better mm-hmm. you remember our first podcast episode we were both yeah. quite nervous no? well, yeah <laughs> it was now, it was and, and again you listen back to it and you can tell the difference but I, I also agree with you and this is something that i've always admired about you as well when it comes to the content is that you've you've just done it you put it out there and then you, you people have criticized it or given you and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, good to know, good to know. I wouldn't have known that if you hadn't told me, but I wouldn't have told you if you hadn't put it out there. And you've always done that. And I think that, like I say, it is that time now is that take the time, put yourself in front of the camera. If you're not comfortable with putting yourself in the camera, do a podcast, be audio, but do something, learn how to do it, put it out there. And then I think this is the thing that you, you've become very good at and it's, it's, it's hard for everybody, but it's, it's, putting your ego to the side and, and when somebody tells you well that was pretty bad <laughs> you're like yeah. yeah okay it was um or you you, re- you look at things differently and you, you were talking just before we started recording you know that you did a, an, an episode recording and you, you knew that the the sound quality wasn't that great um but you would have put it out there but then you asked the person that you'd interviewed and they said no i i don't i don't think that's good enough um and so this is all part of that learning though you you, you do it you, you, you put it out there, you ask opinions, you get opinions back, you get criticism back. And I don't like it either. And I'm, I'm brutally yeah. honest. I, I do stuff and then I get my wife's feedback and she tells me and I go, oh, <laughs> and it really hurts. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah. But then once I processed it, I'm like, yeah, she's right. Yeah, yeah. As, yeah. as usual, she's right. And that yeah. isn't right. And that doesn't look, and I should be doing it that way. Mm. But you have to kind of get over that. And the more you do it, the less it hurts usually. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. and, and obviously the better you get. So then <laughs> some of the mistakes yeah. that you're making aren't, aren't, aren't the same. And you just learn how to do things. But I think it is, it's an ever, ever, ever increasing cycle. You learn how to do things, but you only learn how to do these by taking the first step, learning, implementing and then getting feedback into the cycle and that's the painful bit because usually the feedback especially after the, the first time you've done it even you you individually you, you become a big critic of yourself you yeah. say, oh i don't like that and i didn't know i looked like that or i didn't know i sounded like that and why do i keep doing that with my eyes and what am i doing with my hands and all of this stuff that, that, that happens um but that's that's what you then continue to learn from. Uh, yeah. And that's also the, the biggest thing is that after the first one and you get that negative feedback where you don't think it's a good, do a second one yeah. straight away. Don't yeah. sit there and go, yeah. oh, no, I'm not doing that again. That was horrible. I don't yeah. like hearing any of that stuff. And I've got some some followers and they all told me it was crap as well. And oh, what am I doing? That's part of the learning. Do it, learn from it, and then don't do the same things like in anything. Don't make the same mistakes. As long as you don't make the same mistakes, People aren't going to hold you to it. If you make new mistakes, that's fine. Just keep learning and keep yeah. implementing and keep learning and keep implementing. Yeah. And they say, if you did, if you had managed to do that 52, that's 52 pieces of digital um, real estate out there for people to find. And again, if the, if the content is interesting, some people aren't going to notice that you fluffed a few lines, that you coughed, that there was banging on the table, that there's background noise or any of this stuff because they're listening to what you're saying going, oh, okay, that's interesting. Oh, yeah, and there's five yeah. steps I can implement right now and all of this kind of um, useful, uh, yeah. this is also think, very yeah. important, useful hands-on stuff, yeah. stuff that people can take away and go, okay, yeah. I can do that right now. Yeah. I mean, the most critical person will always be yourself, no? Or maybe your partner. <laughs> but, your uh, partner, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, when I did a course as well, he said to the audience that everyone should do 52 videos and it was like, I think 1,000 people in the audience and that most people didn't do any, you know? But he also mm-hmm. said that, I know most of you will not make it those 52 weeks, but it doesn't matter because you're going to learn so much in the process. Uh, and another exactly. thing is, 
And other things for the introverts, if you don't like to do these kind of things, you can also use, you can also write. I mean, I know a coach in Dubai, mm -hmm. she built her own, I think most of her business through doing articles on LinkedIn. And she's really popular now on LinkedIn and the, her articles get shared. And so if you don't like talking and like, uh, like this, this format, you just uh, write instead, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I, I would also, and I, I still think that this is very true because a lot of people do still like to read. But um, if you're to believe the uh, the statistics and the trends and whatever, uh, is that more and more people are going to be looking for your video content. And that if you are an introvert, it's one of those obstacles that you need to try and find a way to overcome because people are going to want, especially, I mean, in the coaching industry, for example, people are going to want to see you and talk to you. But also across the board in any industry, because we've become so reliant on technology and screens and all, all of this kind of stuff, now more than ever, people are craving that. Or who's the face of this company? Who is that? person that, that's written that and I'd like to see them and, and now especially that we can't even do that physically it's not like we can meet for coffee and we can have a chat about it and whatnot it, it's going to be video content that, that's going to make its way forward and that's something that I've been telling my digital clients for a long time now is mm -hmm. that if, if you want to be seen moving forward it's going to need to be video content and that's also then taking into consideration future proofing your business because the next generation of your customer who are these millennials and Generation Z and so forth? They don't like to read. <laughs> they can't even focus on a you know a Snapchat for more than five seconds. Um, so you, you've got to think about that as well from a business perspective. Is the next generation of your customer, of decision makers, of partners, of suppliers, of distributors are going to expect content from you in a slightly different way? And and whether we like it or not, it, it's probably going to be video focused in some format and uh, mm. as we move into the, the next iteration of, uh, of 5g and, and speed and, and tools and whatnot then it's again a whole different um, approach that, that we need to adopt but if we're still two steps behind in terms of we haven't really got into the video side of things well then when augmented reality and virtual reality become normal and we're just thinking about video we're still going to be two steps behind um, mm. and yeah. so it's just um, I think it is one of those things that whether we like it or not, I think everybody, whether you are a business owner or you're an employee, your brand, as in who you are, is going to be reflected in the online space. And a lot of that's going to revolve around content. So if you take control of that now, um, then people are going to start to think, oh, okay, well, I guess he's a coach and he does this, or he's a digital person, or he's a cyber safety person, or they're a marketing expert, or they're a psychologist, and they're putting this content out there for me to see that. And, and again, I don't always agree with it, but they're going to judge us based on that content and knowing that that's the case, why don't we put the right kind of content out there so people go, okay, I, I guess he or she knows what they're talking about. It appears that they do. Um, so maybe I will then go to their website, drop them a line or I'll drop them a message or I'll drop them a DM or something. And that's how that, that process starts. And then maybe business can be done virtual or otherwise. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, so um, to summarize, focus on what you can control. Put out content out there. If you don't know how to do it, just learn. It's a good time for learning and uh, build your brand. Use this time. If you want to start a business, it's a good time to do it. And maybe a side hustle to start with. And, you know, uh, yeah. Anything else don't it about this? No, that's it. Just say learn and then most importantly, implement. Um, try it. And it's something that I've said. I don't always abide by it myself, but uh, good enough is good enough. Mm. so if you've done something and, and you look at it and go okay put it out there and then take the feedback but take it on the chin uh, it will hurt a little bit yeah. to begin with but then just take take the learning and then re-implement it and next time do it better 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sweden, you, we, we talked a little bit before. We wanted to talk about... Uh, the, the, everyone is saying that Sweden is doing an experiment, but it looks for, me, for us it looks like the whole world is doing experiments, locking people down. You know, so well, yeah. I mean, this the situation that we find ourselves in. I find it very interesting to see the approach that Sweden is taking. And I mean, obviously, you being Swedish, how you know, there's a lot of um, memes going around that life wouldn't be that different in Sweden whether COVID was there or not because you guys you know I think you shared it that the, the bus stop you know pre-COVID and, and after COVID there's always going to be six feet between everybody yeah. anyway yeah. Um, how much truth is there to that from that perspective yeah, yeah I mean the, the I think the the distance is longer in Sweden than if you go to Italy or Spain or uh, like uh, for example in northern Europe Traditionally, when you greet someone, you just shake their hands, whereas in Spain or Italy, you would, uh, you know, kiss two or three yeah. times. Uh, and it's also like on the countryside, it's similar to Canada. There's just so much space. So like mm. I, I have I have two friends. They live in like a little bit north from, from Stockholm or a couple of hours north from Stockholm on the countryside. And like to lock them down doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, she goes for a walk right. with her dog on the, on, the, on the lake. Like the lake is frozen. So she goes for a long walk there. It's like, why would you lock that down? There's no people around there, you know. But then yeah. you have the big cities where like Stockholm, Gothenburg, Malmö, where it's more people. Uh, and, uh, you know, you have the subway and the, the metro is quite busy during, uh, you know, peak, peak hours. So there, in Sweden, there's a big debate. Are we doing the right thing or are we doing the wrong thing? Mm. It's a big debate. Um, me personally, like what I said, most of my friends are either small business owners or in the hospitality and tourism industry. So I was like very happy that Sweden has been doing what they're doing. But yesterday I spoke to a friend in Sweden uh, and her mom is 85 and she passed away in Corona. Uh, mm. And she said uh, she was in an old folks home and uh, it was chaos in the old folks home. Too many, too many sick people and not enough nurses and everyone got sick. And so the last four days she couldn't be with her mom because she was not allowed to go there. And when you hear these things, it's like, okay, I understand that. I understand the debate. I mean, it's not an easy thing. But what you're saying as well is that the amount of, some people are saying that the amount of people that will die is the same. It's just that it will be a a shorter period. Uh, So, but if you take it over six months, the same amount of people will die. It's just that it will go faster in Sweden because... Yeah, and I think this is, I mean, there's obviously, it's, it's impossible to take the emotional element out of it. But if you do take the emotional element out of it, uh, and people saying that's, you can't do that, you can't just talk about dollars and economy and this, that, and the other. But as you said, unfortunately, that we have a, around the world, we have a population that at a certain age is going to die. We all are. Now, is COVID or Corona going to um, exacerbate that and that it's going to happen faster? Maybe. But then wouldn't it make sense to, quarantine those at risk and let those that can deal with it deal with it and i go we don't know who can and who can't but on average a younger healthier person can um uh, you know can can contract it may even be asymptomatic and not have any any symptoms mm. and i understand that there are still some young people that will also uh, be uh, fall victim to this but that's also the case of many other viruses that have been and will come in the future as well um, and, and so this is why, why is it that this has resulted in a complete economic shutdown of the entire world, whereas SARS didn't and was still a, a viral, you know, H1N1 and there, all of these were 
coronaviruses you know that, that had existed um, but the hype around those was nothing like what happened now and, and part of me questions whether it was the hype that caused these reactions whether then because a lot of scientists and doctors are going on the record saying we're not seeing what was predicted on these models and so mm. forth so yeah. wouldn't it make sense but now you can't backtrack because if, if everybody's making these decisions like you lock down you've got to get you can't move anywhere they can't just suddenly say okay <laughs> everybody yeah. go back to business as usual yeah. there's gonna to have to be a yeah. process but uh, again, two things. Uh, yeah hmm. the i saw someone said that in us from march onwards the antidepressants went up 35 percent this this the, hmm. i mean the people are people are getting depressed basically and yeah. uh, that's going to lead to suicides and all this uh, yeah. another thing is that uh, the swedish guy that is behind the strategy of sweden I saw an interview with him and he said that UK based their lockdown on the report from, was it Imperial College? And, yeah. and he said that that report, that he read that report, is not peer reviewed. It's not uh, like uh, the assumptions that they're basing the report on was not correct, he said. So they're basing yeah. the lockdown on a report that is not necessarily, you know, correct yeah. at the beginning. Correct, uh, yeah. And there's, and there's a, there was another guy, I mean, again, you, the internet will support any, anything that you go looking for, as we yeah. know. Uh, and there's a lot of evidence out there to show that, you know, that things are being doctored and, and numbers are being um, manufactured to, to support the, the, the decisions that are being made. And uh, I, none of us, I guess, will ever know that. And, and that's why, you know, do, do I think that wearing a mask um, is going to make a big difference? Probably not. And, and again, there's a lot of medical people that have said it won't do anything it won't but then there are those elements that okay if i'm wearing a mask and you're wearing a mask if either of us had something then there's less likely chance of it being you know transmitted um but the, i think this is part of the issues that because and this is a few people have gone on, on record saying this that previously they didn't have social media which meant that i had an idea and i put it out there and somebody else agreed with that idea and it's just an idea and then off it goes and becomes viral. And then suddenly it's the truth. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah this guy in Dubai said that, um, that if you do, uh, you know, stand on your head and, and twirl around five times and drink green tea, you'll be immune. And, and he's proven it. And, and suddenly you think, what? And then you go looking for it. And sure enough, then there's millions of people saying, yeah, it worked for me as well. Like, How? Yeah. And this is the insanity that I don't quite understand that is perpetuated by the internet and social media because everybody's putting stuff out there uh, it's not peer-reviewed it's not fact it's assumption it's one side of the story it's well i heard this and so i'm going to turn and, and so it becomes very uh, very difficult but you know one thing that we do know is that a lot of the world is taking one approach sweden is taking another approach and one way or another over time we are going to come to the conclusion that one or the other made the right decision mm, yeah um, and, and again it will be one of those decisions where people say well you you can't say that because still twenty-five thousand people died in sweden it's like yes but they were also going to die anyway mm. and that, that that number is no more than died in equivalent country who are on lockdown so lockdown wasn't the right approach i.e killing all of these small businesses yeah. uh, and that comes back to your point about depression is that if you're a business owner or an employee and you you lived to work as it were and now you don't have that this is somebody else a doctor was going on saying that the, the fallout of this isn't just dollars it's it's lives because if you don't have a job to go to or you don't have a business to go to some people are looking at this and waking up in the morning saying so what's the point well 
I, you know, I, if I can't go to work, I can't earn money. That means I can't pay for my rent. I can't, I can't pay for my food. I can't support my family. And, um, and, and we're seeing these, you know, cases of, of um, opioid addiction going up. Yeah. antidepressants going up uh, and i don't have figures or anything i, I know that cyberbullying is also going up because mm. we're spending more time online um but i wouldn't be surprised if also the rate of suicide is going up uh, and i haven't looked into that at the moment but it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case because there would have been people that were on the edge anyway um and and this this approach of right you have to stay in your house which again doesn't seem to make complete sense because if I stay isolated then I'm not building up my immune system and therefore my immune system suffers and then when I do get to go out I'm far more likely to be get sick exactly um, I mean one thing that you need to boost your immune system is D vitamin and D vitamin you get from sunshine <laughs> so yeah. sitting inside and, I mean uh, you used to go out in the desert on the weekends then you get some sunshine and you boost your immune system now we yeah. locked up <laughs> yeah no yeah, I think so Sweden is doing the right thing I, that's my personal opinion but it's not only the opinion is based on the guy that does the recommendations for the government and mm. he he knows what he's doing and but then also sweden is a little bit different that there's a lot of space and also that people listen to what the government is saying so even though they don't put laws in place they put recommendations so mm. like my friend now that uh, her mom passed away they're having the funeral on the uh, end of this week and she said we're not allowed to be more than 50 so now we're mm. 22 but that's okay but uh, bigger than 50 is not allowed. And they closed a few of the bars in the south side of Stockholm because they're, they're supposed to have like every second seat uh, or something like this, and they didn't. So they got uh, the license actually, uh, is they're check, double checking if they had to close them down. So there are things that yeah. are happening. But um, in general, yeah. life is pretty normal, like the schools are open and this kind of thing. So, uh, yeah. Well, there was definitely somebody saying that the, one of the worst decisions that could have been made was closing the schools because the children would need to catch it, weren't affected by it, would be able to then distribute it amongst the population that could deal with it. And that by not doing that, what's happening is that we, we're slowing or flattening the curve. But at any point that these restrictions get lifted, there's going to be a, a huge spike because the, as far as we know, they can't eradicate the, uh, the virus. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see it play out. And uh, in the meantime, we can just, well, we have to do what what what, what we're told, I yeah. guess, especially here. You know, it's yeah. not democracy where we are, so whatever we're told, we will do. Yeah. Um, I, I spoke to but a, I am very intrigued to see how yeah. Sweden comes out of this. Yeah, I spoke to a Swedish friend the other day, and he said the same thing with the schools. Because in Sweden, uh, there's no, not a culture to have a maid, or it's very expensive mm. to have a maid. So no one has a maid, so, and both parents are working. So he said, if we would have closed down the schools and all the parents would be do homeschooling, we wouldn't have any nurses because all the nurses would be home with the mm. kids and then we had no one to take care of the hospitals. So they said that uh, <laughs> very happy that we don't do this because, I mean, the, the kids... It's a very, very valid point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then it's like, yeah. uh, sorry, I can't go to work because I need to be home with my kids and I, to home, help them with the homeschooling. So... Yeah. Oh, it's uh, I said it's unprecedented, and it will be. I'm really intrigued to see um, what 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 comes out of it because it's going to be just. Uh, well, whatever happens when this finishes, it's not going to be the same as when we went in, and there's going to be questions asked, and there's going to be people held accountable for for, for their actions. It will just be interesting to see how that unfolds, I guess, uh, globally. Uh, once there's more evidence and there's more understanding of what's going on, and then there are, you know, real life cases of you know Sweden doing what they're doing and coming out of it and saying, well, you know, we, yes, we lost people. Of course we did, but we didn't lose a hundred times more than everyone else. 
and we didn't lock down so maybe we didn't need to take this approach we could have taken uh, the the other approach like you say where it's feasible um but canada's got a lot of space too um but they've they've taken the uh, the lockdown approach as well so it's just it's interesting just to see and it's very hard to compare people say well look at the south korea model and look at the japan model and, and what they're doing but again different culture with a different respect and approach to what the government does and says and, and all of this stuff has to be taken into consideration so it's it's huge it's just it's uh, it really does it blows my mind just looking at what's going on and how much information there is out there and how much disinformation and that's a big part of what i focus on at the moment content wise is how do we how do we figure out what is true mm. whatever that means uh, and what isn't and 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 how do we then just get on with our daily life because that's all we can do we we can't control half of the stuff that's going on mm. so just control what you can control and, and do what you can so for for the parents that are worried with their kids and uh, have you put on some videos that uh we can send them to yeah yeah there's uh that we've been putting out a regular weekly update i've got to record another one uh, after we get off this um just in terms of what's going on uh, and, and top tips and whatnot i've got something more stuff coming out on video on on facebook and twitter and instagram uh, as well and then we're working on hopefully releasing in the not too distant future our app fully so that parents can um can get hold of it as individuals. So pr prior to this whole lockdown, we were looking at uh, schools acquiring it and providing it to their parents as a tool to keep them up to date with what's going on. Lots of how-to videos, lots of uh, awareness of, of the digital space. Um, but then they went into lockdown and of course they were having to figure out how to educate the children um, and how to provide parents with the homeschooling technology and the content and, and everything. So that the focus is obviously on that and quite rightly so. Uh, so we then had to adapt our approach and say, well, we still need to get this out there, but maybe parents would be, um, will, would take, take hold of it themselves as individuals, which we had got the, the data to support that prior, um, but we have to figure one out. So in the next week or so, we're hoping to be able to do a, a bigger launch so that parents can get hold of this um, app, which has all of this content in the content that I've been creating. Uh, my business partner in the UK has been doing that for the UK and Ireland as well. And it's just been content, content, content. And mm. uh, it's a it's a good way to focus and, and uh, hopefully we're able to provide parents with um, valuable information as well and uh, not just about what's going on but actual hands-on how-to videos as well because we get lots of questions you know how do I set up privacy settings or how do I turn parental controls on TikTok on and all of this kind of stuff and it's all in there in video so again it comes back to my point around why video content and um, more and more people want to watch video uh, it engages more of our senses and and also from a teaching perspective it means that you know you can press pause and then physically go and do whatever I just said or whatever anybody just said. said, right, you need to go to here on your computer. Okay, press pause, mm -hmm. go to that place on the computer, restart the video. Now press this, this, this. Okay, pause. And so you can step-by-step step go through this because it was also feedback we got from our physical sessions. Like, oh, how do I do it? And in talking through it, it's like, oh, no, well, I've got an Android phone and I'm on this version or I've got an iPhone and I'm on this version. So it's moved around. And, and so it was just trying to get you know, something that can, can help parents most of all stay aware of what's going on, keep them aware of some of the scams and, and, and stuff that's going on. Cause unfortunately, as we spend more time online, those scammers and whatnot, they see it as an opportunity. And so they're, they're targeting people and, and, and sending out emails and fake WhatsApp chats and fake URLs and, and all of this kind of stuff that's going on to, to try and get people to click. And, and unfortunately there's those people that are taking advantage by creating, you know, fake sites, selling face masks and hand sanitizer and things like that. So preying on people's mm. fear is that, Oh, well, if I could get a hundred masks for $5, yeah, I'll click on that link and boom, you click on that link and, 
um, you install the malware and then they, they're, they're watching, they, they see you as you put your passwords in and, and, and it goes from there. So it's just about being aware as well because we are spending more time online. It's so easy to just get lost in a rabbit hole of YouTube yeah. videos and then not really thinking about it, see something else, just click on it and oops, I shouldn't yeah. have done that, but it's yeah. too late then. Yeah, you want to commit to a date of the launch? Make it public? Uh, well, I'm, accountable I'm hoping again. that it will be the first week of May. First week of it May. It will be live. Yeah, we're okay. pretty much there. We're just doing the final testing of the payment gateway, which anyone on the ground here in the UAE knows how much of a, a pain it can be to yeah. set up a payment gateway and make it work properly. So we're just about there, and then uh, we'll be pushing it out through our social channels and uh, also through some of the uh, traditional PR and whatnot, yeah. just to let people, let parents know that it's there. It's a tool to help them. Uh, maybe if they, instead of spending, you know, twenty minutes or half an hour on on Netflix, spend yeah. it watching a couple of videos that can help keep your your kids safer in the digital space. So for the parents, you can go to Beat the Cyberbully, or Beat the Cyberbully. Yeah, but, yeah. Be the cyberbully.ae or at cybersafety UAE on Twitter, at cybersafety UAE on Facebook, and at cybersafety UAE on Instagram. Mm. Yeah, from my side, I'm uh, I'm focusing on my coaching business, so I do one-to-one -one coaching over Zoom. So if anyone is worried, has a lot of fear, and doesn't really know what to do in this situation, uh, then uh, I'll. Uh, I imagine there's a lot of people. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so they can go to strategic tech coaching slash coaching. And uh, they share, share a little bit about the, the coaching, coaching that, I, that I'm currently doing. Yeah, um, speaking to people, and yeah, a lot of there's a lot of worry, but uh, um, like we started this conversation, with worry doesn't really serve you. It's focusing what's outside, inside your control, or what's outside your control, and, and take action. You know? That's yeah, definitely. And let's like say sometimes people just need a little bit of help with identifying what that is. And so talking to a coach can can help from that side of things just to get some clarity on what I should or could be doing that can stop my uh, subconscious mind wandering and, and worrying about these things, which I, I can't do anything about, but they, they can cause you serious anxiety and, and lead into certain things. So if we can at least silence that part and focus on something positive, uh, you can keep busy and then you might start to see the positive outcome of that, that action as well. So uh, yeah. it's, it's a good a good way. And, and I think it's perhaps even more important now as we are being socially distanced and segregated and not physically seeing anybody is that actually talking to somebody outside of our family unit or outside of our very, very small circle that we have now um, can be really beneficial because um, mm. there may be things that you can't talk to your other half about or don't want to talk to them about for fear of getting them worried about those kind of things. And so a third party is, a, is an ideal solution to that. Yeah. So I think maybe in the next episode, you can share a little bit about the app because uh, the app is, you can also be used for content creation for people like me and other people that uh, want to put content. So maybe in the next episode, we can talk about the app. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the technology we built to, to be able to do this is uh, so one of the things that came out of it whilst we were building it. I put on, we as Beat the Cyberbully use it for cyber safety content, but you can use it for any content. We realized as we were building this, as people were asking us, can I put my coaching content out there? Can I put my fitness content out there? Can I put my yoga classes out there? And we were sort of saying, uh, yeah, I guess so. So yeah, happy to talk about that on the next one. Uh, but for this one, so Hey, stay positive, stay yeah. safe, focus yeah. on what you can control and start creating content. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Swanglinese with your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Endermo. We'll catch you next time.